Welcome to The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I'm here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Just uh, just getting done watching some college football and ready to try and correct all of our mistakes. Yeah, Joe Burrow looks like a, a legitimate Heisman candidate, which is crazy. Yeah, he's good. I'm glad the Gators lost. I never think, I, I mean, they're better this year than most years, but I'm never that interested in them anywhere near the college playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I tweeted out some of my my projections for the top four and uh, already getting some pushback on it. I have two Big Ten teams there, so who is your? T- I don't think I saw that tweet. <laughs> so I had OSU, Clemson, Bama, Wisconsin slash LSU, and after tonight, I think I'd put LSU in instead of Wisconsin. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think it's gonna be two Big Ten teams. I just don't think that the playoff committee will ever put two Big Ten teams in, but the Big Ten's a lot better this year, so. I, I think they could. I just don't, uh, I mean, I don't see Ohio State losing to Wisconsin, and then they're going to have to play Wisconsin again, most likely, in the yeah. Big Ten title game, and that means they beat them twice, so Wisconsin's got no shot. That's kind of my thing. I think it'll be between Georgia and LSU to try and get that spot. I, I hope for a fourth random-ass team from some other conference, but it won't happen. <laughs> Could be Oklahoma, just for it, the sheer actually, fact Actually, you know that, what? Yeah, Oklahoma. I would be fine with that. Just for the sheer fact that they want to see Hurts oh, versus Bama. Yeah, I kind of really want to see that now. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. I do, too. All right. Well, now that we got off topic for over a minute, uh, I want to tell you how to support this podcast. So you can do it right on the Anchor app. We are available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're waiting to hear back from iHeartRadio right now, so look for that. Um, but if you want to support, you can email us at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Make sure you guys follow us at the Cut FFL on Twitter and like us on Facebook at the Cut FFL as well. Um, and before we get started, I do want to talk about our good buddies podcast, Fantasy Voices. Uh, Fantasy Voices is a spinoff of the Voice of the Lamb podcast. It's hosted by our good buddy and friend of the show, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. You'll hear the guys talk about their own fantasy experiences in various leagues and give start and sit advice. Subscribe to them on Spotify as well as Apple and Google Podcasts and follow them on Twitter at VTL underscore pod. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get started. Um, As you know, we do a DraftKings lineup each Saturday night for you. Um, We haven't been as lucky as we have hoped, but we're hoping that we write the ship this week. Um, Randy, can you talk about what type of league we are in? Uh, We always, for this show at least, we always do uh, tournaments and guaranteed prize pools. Uh, We usually do this, the Oh, what the $1 first down because it has a big prize pool. And even if you're in 2500th place, you can still win 10 times your money. But unless you had like three of the 20, it seemed like people that scored 50 points last week, you had no shot. I think that I think you had to have like 280 in this exact tournament last week to even get last place it was ridiculous we i think we ended up with like 205 or something pretty good week 
for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I think it was probably those people that slid fuller into their lineup that really took home the most money. Yeah. that That's where if we listen to our normal Thursday podcast, <laughs> we, we do better than if we just go off of the list here. Yeah, for sure. So we can go ahead and get started. We always like to start with the quarterback. I know that there are quite a few guys that we were looking at. Randy, uh, what do you think about the quarterback position this week? Um, I think there's a few really good matchups to target. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of people jumping on Watson after last week's performance, especially in a good matchup against Kansas City. But I'm not sure how high scoring that actually gets to. I know the Texans are going to try and run the ball for sure, at least to start, because everyone does against the Chiefs. And I'm not playing Mahomes at all because he doesn't look healthy. And if he doesn't have his two best receiving targets and Kelsey's getting double teamed, I'm not excited there. So it's trying to move away from chalk. I'm not going Watson either. Wilson, obviously, if you pick the right week where he throws 45 times, you're doing great. But after last week, I can see Carson running for 200 yards on the Browns. So mm-hmm. I think our top targets this week, at least near the top of it, are going to be right next to each other in the price pool of Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan. Yeah, and you know that I like them both this week. I know yeah. Kyler does have that, that rushing floor that, that's going to guarantee that he's a top 12 quarterback each week. Um, but when we're doing this, we want to get the top quarterback. And honestly, I think that could be Matt Ryan this week. It could be. And it allows us to not try and guess what receiver he's going to target most. We can just get points from all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I don't want Devonta Freeman, so we don't have to try and get the points that way. And most of his points come through there too anyways. Mm -hmm. So I'm fine with it. For I mean, there are a couple other options, obviously. Jimmy G, if it becomes a shootout there, he might be a good shout. Baker's ownership, because of the the play of the team and himself, is like 0.1% this week. So if you wanted to do a stack of him and Odell, which I think that's a stack of like maybe like 2% exposure in the whole DraftKings website, if they go off, that's amazing. But... <laughs> Episode, we both watch every single game, and I'm not that confident in that. So uh, what What are a couple more just quick ones you want to go over maybe? Yeah, so the one I really want to talk about is Josh Rosen. I know how that sounds. They're, they're facing Washington now. If Josh Rosen's ever going to put up fantasy points, it's this week. And he's I, – I think he's going to exceed his value. He's valued at $4,500. I mean, that would give us some flexibility to do what we want with wide receiver and running back and tight end. Um, so yeah. that's someone that I was definitely looking at to target. Yeah, he's the the lowest uh, lowest money-wise for starting quarterbacks this week. He's, yeah. he's, he's tied with the same price point as Robert Griffin, who has no chance of going on the field. <laughs> and sh- Oh, God. I mean, Colt. Colt McCoy, who's basically a third string right now, is above him. <laughs> and Sean Mannion is tied with him, who is averaging negative yeah. 0.2 points per game. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong. This is warranted for how Rosen has played this year. But because of the matchup, I think that he's going to give you value. 
And yeah, that's kind of what you look for along with uh, their, their percent owned. I don't know that I want to go that far because for all we know, the Redskins defense could just eat them alive. Yeah, we don't know. Him and Keenum can both throw three picks this game and get benched. We really don't know. They're just really good values, and I understand because we kind of like at least one of each of the receivers. Uh, but I think for the best option this week, it's not a high ownership percentage. I think it's about between three and four for both of them is – Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan, which it just kind of, I know we both kind of like the other. So um, it really just comes down to if you think Matt Ryan gets like three or four touchdowns. Mm, I think he gets five, dude. <laughs> okay. No, well, I mean, honestly, three has to be his floor. And I, I think he hits that. Well, because if he, if he gets three or four, then that kind of cancels out the rushing ability of Kyler because he's putting up like between 70 and a hundred every week. Now he's gotten a touchdown too. I mean, and we know how bad this defense he's going up against. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just swayed me to Kyler. Because I mean, if he gets 70 yards and a touchdown with, even if he throws for only 200 yards in this game, we still have a floor of like 13, 14 points. And if he gets any, if he gets any throwing yards, touchdowns, anything, we're we're in the gold here. Yeah, which I think this is the day that they kind of unleash Kyler and and have him throwing bombs because the, everyone can against the Falcons. Josh he's, Rosen can throw bombs against the Falcons. He's so. going to throw forty times at least. And yeah, he's going to probably run ten times. Yeah, so. let's go with Kyler. So okay. that's sixty five hundred against our budget. Uh, we do like to move on to the running backs, but I think this week we're going to go to defense just so we can see our full landscape a little bit better. Okay. So I, I know a strategy that we have been using um, pretty prominently recently, only on one other episode, has been to just punt on the defense. I think that. Oh, yeah. I think that there's some good opportunity to do that this week and still get value for, for what you're paying. Randy, what are some, some terrible defenses that you want to slide into this lineup? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Jets and the Bengals. I mean, on DraftKings, on DraftKings, the usual low point's about 2,200, and this week there's three defenses below that. The Cardinals are at 1,900, Bengals are at 1,700, and Jets are at 1,500. And in the last couple of weeks, both Lamar and Dak have gotten some turnovers. I mean, I think the Jets at 1,500, it's so bad, but they really haven't had a terrible performance. They haven't been negative. No, their lowest it- performance is their last week uh, where they lost 31 to 6, but they got four points. And yeah. against Cleveland, they got destroyed basically all game with a backup quarterback and they got five they got darnold back and their special teams and defense i i don't think they get negative points and if we're at a floor of five for the lowest pers- like money line i've ever seen i kind of want to do it <laughs> yeah i mean they're averaging 10.8 fantasy points per game um yeah. this has to be the lowest 
double-digit double scorer that I've ever seen. Um, it's definitely the lowest defense I've ever seen, and quite frankly, I don't think that you can beat this value, so I think we have to put the Jets' defense in this lineup. Yeah. At, at that price point, even if they get you zero points, it doesn't necessarily hurt you because you're spending over $2,000 less than a defense that may only get you six points. Yeah. So $2,000 at the other positions is very, very helpful. <laughs> yeah, so let's slide them into the lineup and then move on to the running back position. I know that there were some guys that we were targeting. Um, I personally really like Mark Ingram this week because I think that Baltimore is going to run all over Cincinnati, um, on the ground at least. Um, that's one guy that I don't think we highlighted initially that, that I do like. What do you think about running backs this week? I mean, Ingram's a good shout, but he's had a couple bad weeks against – I mean, they're better defenses than his first matchups, but they're not great. And he's really only had against he only had good games against Miami and Kansas City, really. Now, to be fair, Cincinnati is probably worse than but Kansas City on the ground at least. Yeah, but so you put them in between Arizona and Miami and he had 26 points against Miami and 10 against Arizona with yeah. only like 15 touches in both games. So if we're going 15 touches and a ceiling of like 26 and a floor of like eight, I mean, there's value there, but because he's one of the higher costing running backs, I yeah. don't think he's the best value. Yeah, I, I would kind of agree with that. I think that's probably why we didn't highlight him to start. Yeah, One guy that I definitely have in most of my lineups is Lev Bell. This guy is just – he's getting rushing attempts. He's getting the passing work, and he's only valued at 6,400 this week. They are facing a, a pretty stout Dallas defense, but what do you think of Lev Bell this week? I like him. He's got his quarterback back, and – he gets all, so many targets. He's getting like 10 catches a week. It at least feels like. I know it's not that, but it feels like it. He's not yeah. getting a ton of yards on him, but every point counts when we're trying to win some money. And their line's not great. But if they're coming hard at Darnold because it's his first week back, he's going to have to dump it off. And without Herndon, uh, I think Bell's the beneficiary here. I'm not sure if he gets a touchdown is the part that scares me, but he's a great value this week. I mean, he's got a decent ownership percentage, but I mean, his ceiling's probably like 30 points this week. I mean, there's a lot of value to be had. I just, I really like Darnold being back. So I, I do like it. And then Fournette is just above him. And I still don't know why he's not in the 7,000 price range. It makes yeah. no sense to me. The dude's a target <laughs> hog. I mean, he's getting the, the passing work now that TJ Yeldon primarily got last year. Yeah. Uh, he's, which makes Fournette even more valuable. He's getting the workload of the combined Tennessee running backs. He's getting <laughs> all the rushing yard rushing carries of Henry and all the passing work of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree it's with ridiculous. that. It's ridiculous. 
Those are definitely two workhorses that I would be happy with in this lineup. I know that there's a lot of questions surrounding Kamara's availability tomorrow. Um, we still don't know if David Johnson's going to play. He did practice yesterday, so it's looking good for him. But if he's limited because of his back, I'm not sure I want David Johnson in my lineup. Yeah, um, it's I don't want to touch that. And I know we both really like Chris Carson coming to the show, but when I look at ownership percentage above 70%, yeah, and there's not a it. guarantee of a game script, <laughs> not a chance I'm touching that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think of Matt Breida this week? <laughs> I really like him, as you know. Um, but the game script could not be as great. And in tournaments, we don't necessarily just want to say floor, which I feel like his floor is probably about 78 yards and probably one or two catches. So, I mean, you're looking at a, floor, a safe floor of about 12 with a chance to bust, but because both tackles are hurt, fullbacks hurt, I kind of would rather pivot just at least this. I mean, I really, I'm starting him in season long leagues, but for this, I don't know if I want to put him in. Fair assessment. Um, so okay, let's, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably fair. Um, so let's go ahead and slide in one of these workhorses in and then see where we're at. All right, um, I'm, I'm gonna let you pick here. I'm gonna. I really don't have a preference, to be honest, between the the two we really went through. Yeah, so I think the only thing that sways me this way is the matchup, and it's it's gonna be Lev Bell for me. Um, Fournette is facing that New Orleans defense, and yeah, I I am a little concerned I, about that this week. I did want to point one thing up with that. Um, so you brought up Kamara's hurt. And I'm sure he's probably going to end up playing, but he was a late injury report ad. And Latavius Murray is on the injury report as well. Mm-hmm. And if both of those guys are limited or end up being out, it's pretty much only going to Michael Thomas. And at that point, do you really think Jacksonville is not going to be up in this game? And if they're up, they're just continuously handing the ball off. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair too, and I honestly think we have enough in our budget to have both of. <laughs> you know, I'm not against it if you really want to do that. I do want to shout out one more person though before we go. That of Damian Williams. I know he's super scary, uh, uh. <laughs> but he returned to action last week. He, I thought he had a pretty good actual performance at least to his standards. And I really think with Mahomes being a little banged up and Kelsey most likely to be covered, Mahomes may be dumping the ball off a little bit more. And we think it'll be a more of a high-scoring game with that high over-under. He could get eight catches this week. He could. But (laughs) if we're going to do Fournette and Bell, I'd rather do them. But if we're only picking one and going lower, I would like to do Damian Williams kind of thing. But if we're doing both of them, I'm fine with it because it gives us safe floors with high boom potential. Yeah, so I think we go with the two workhorses to start. Maybe we pivot off of it. Maybe we slide Damian. Take up all of our budget. Do it. (laughs) 
What's crazy though is our average remaining player is fifty-seven eighty. Thanks, so thank high. you, Jets defense. Why is it uh, that high still? <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've established our two running backs, I kind of want to slide over to tight end just because that's a cheaper position. Okay. You want to? What What are your values this week there though? Mm, my biggest value has got to be Everett. He's 3,600. He is facing the 49ers defense, which is tough. But with Brandon Cooks still being either questionable or already ruled out, I th- I think he's still got that questionable tag on him. Um, but with him in question, I think Everett is going to be the main beneficiary of that. Plus, Gurley's out. I think that the, the Rams are going to be hesitant to just give the reins to Malcolm Brown, despite the fact that he's shown that he can have the reins. Um, so Everett's my, my top value pick, but I mean, I talked about it on Thursday's show. A shot in the dark is Mike Gesicki. He is valued at 2,700, which would give us three top receivers probably. Um, and I kind of think that Gesicki is targeted more. They're coming off the bye. They haven't done anything on offense. I kind of think they pivot and and change what they're what they're doing, but it's a risk. It's a huge risk. It's a very very big risk. <laughs> and it, I know we we kind of did the punt the position last week, and it didn't work out for us. And it was, I mean, with the other decisions we were making, it wouldn't have made a break us there. But I kind of want to pay up for tight end this week. Who are you looking at? I. Well, obviously you look at Kelsey, but I've I've gone over the Houston defense isn't good, and Hooper had a pretty good day against him last week. But with Watkins most likely being out, I, I and Hill most likely being out so far, no one's been ruled out officially, obviously yet. Uh, if they're both out, they're keen in on Kelsey and making all of these no name backup receivers beat them especially with Mahomes maybe not being able to get out of the pocket as well. I really like Kittle because he's dropped his price tag went from like 7,000 all the way to 5,200 now. Yeah. And he did get a kind of, he got a touchdown last week. They don't really have a lot of receiving targets really in San Francisco. So he's kind of their lead guy. They have a lot of targets, just no one that can catch. Well, them. Yeah. They don't have great <laughs> options. I yes. mean, Pettis is, Basically been a no-show all year. Debo's looks good, but he's not ready to emerge fully yet. And Goodwin is kind of just a gadget deep ball guy, and they just don't really have that number one guy yet. But, I mean, obviously I think that the probably big value of the week is Austin Hooper. I mean, he's getting so many targets. I know you love him, and I'm starting to come around. <laughs> uh, he doesn't. He doesn't get the touchdowns, which I would like in the boom play here. I think that's kind of the difference between him and Kittle. I think Kittle's more going to be around the like the five catch and maybe a touchdown. Hooper maybe eight catches and probably not a touchdown. See, that's I kind of think Hooper gets in the end zone this week because well, of Arizona's well, lack of attention to that. Let, okay, well, if you think he's getting in the end zone, I don't know how we don't lock him in right now. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> completely fine. I think that eight catches is his floor, 
too. I I really do believe that that stack that we have, or we don't have that stack. We we put Kyler in, but that doesn't matter. We can always change it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, I I don't think we need the stack because I think Matt Ryan's no. gonna or Kyler's still gonna have a great day. But I think Austin Hooper is going to be productive in the fact that his floor is so safe that the people that take shots on the tight end position, like we talked about doing with Kasiki, um, they're not going to, even if those guys hit, it's not going to be better than Hooper. <laughs> yeah. And Kittle and Hooper are above 30% ownership this week. But we pretty much don't do any kind of chalk plays anywhere else. So. To have one chalk play that has the upside to be the number one tight end of the week, I'm fine with it. I, I really am. <laughs> so when we put him into our lineup, it bumps our average remaining up to 59.75, which is awesome with four spots remaining. Yeah, that means if we get if we get semi values at one wide receiver spot and a flex, then we have two top top end receivers. Yeah. So let's move on to the wide receiver position. I can't stay away from Cooper Cup. Um, I know he's facing a tough defense, but we just talked about Gurley's out. Cooks might be out. Cup has been the wide receiver one. He's been consistent. What do you think of Cooper Cup? I mean, he had 17 targets last week. (laughs) And it was a a higher scoring game. He only had nine catches, mind you, but... I think that speaks – I mean, his – oh, my God. His, his lowest targets this year is nine. Yeah. It, it's hard not to put Cooper Cup in your lineup. Yeah, his what? average his average targets is, I think, like 13. What's his uh, percent owned, though? Um, His percent owned with – 95%. No, no one's ever that high except Chris Carson. It's uh, 32%. Yeah, he's definitely one of the highest. He's one of the highest, but if you don't have him in your lineup, (laughs) I think that you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, I think think he's close to the Christian McCaffrey line right now where he's got a high percentage, but if you don't play him, you get hurt. Yeah. And the only – I mean, I really don't want to pay up and go to Julio or Hopkins because I think they both could explode this week, but they still could not. And <laughs> we, I mean, they've had Hopkins has had a bad year, really not actually running routes and stuff. He's just not getting the catches and targets right now because other people are open. And I mean, Julio is probably going to go off, but we already picked Hooper. So if we pick Julio too, we're hoping that two guys go completely off, and I don't really want to do that. No, even though I think it might happen, so, I still don't want to do it. Yeah, so I kind of, I think my decision here would be between Michael Thomas, which we talked about maybe the only option, mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup, and then Thielen. Yeah, if, if we had Baker quarterback, maybe Odell, but we don't, so I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, there's definitely opportunity for us to get both two of those three guys that you mentioned. I think Michael Possibly. Thomas is going to be out of our range. Well, but Michael Thomas is, yeah, I mean, he's a little bit more. I think we should just stick with Cup and then move on. Yeah, um, for sure. 
And at that point, I mean, I don't which way you want to lean next because, I mean, obviously I said Thielen, but I talked about on the show that I think Diggs could have an explosive day because when Cousins doesn't have time in the pocket, he throws to Diggs. We yeah. saw that against the Bears, and I think that could happen again this week. Yeah. Um, if we're dropping down in salary, though, there's one guy that I think is almost guaranteed to have a better day than Stefan Diggs, even if Diggs goes off, and that's Michael Gallup. Um, I yeah. think I think he's got to be a lock for this lineup. The dude has just exploded every time he's in the game, um, every healthy game that he's had. He's averaging 22 fantasy points per game. Um, that's up there with the top end receivers, and he's only valued at freaking 5,600 this week. Yeah, and the the Jets don't have any corners that are anything to speak of, and whatever they consider the best, and maybe Jamal Adams is going to be at Cooper. So I'm fine with Cup or Gallup. He, I mean, I almost locked him in before we even started. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Especially at that price point, I think if he has another big game here, twenty point performance, he's going to be up into the six sixty two hundred range, up with Fitz and unfortunately Will Fuller after last week's performance. Um, so yeah, I'm fine with Gallup. Sweet. That, that gives us an average of fifty six hundred dollars for one more wide receiver and a flex, which is outstanding. We could almost, go almost optimal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that we could go big, big name receiver here and then find a value at flex. What do you think of doing that? Well, what's your idea of a value of flex here? Like, do you have one or two in mind? That maybe give us. I, I mean, I know you talked about being a little bit worried about work share for uh, Malcolm Brown, but I, I think he's one of the values. And I'm, sh- I'm sure once Gurley's officially out, his ownership will jump highly just like Edmonds would if DJ's out. But as of now, it's probably like 3%. I think that was the last time I checked. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of DJ's, um, DJ Shark is who has performed at wide receiver one levels is only valued at 5,500 this week against a not so good New Orleans secondary. The only concern I have is that Lattimore is going to be on. Lattimore is on him, 100%. So Lattimore is on fire right now. He sure is. But if that's the case, and we talked about the game script maybe going in Jacksonville's favor to start at least um, before they start running the ball all over them, what do you think of D.D. Westbrook this week? I really like him because he's a slot guy. And honestly, I'm not quite sure Ramsey even plays this week. But it won't. So I think the the scoring output might be even higher if he's out. Because is he even just, on the team? He kind of. <laughs> well, according to their owner, he's playing, but according to Ramsey, he is hurt. So Ramsey was in Houston last week. So yeah, uh, I know Didi's Didi's at a twelve percent ownership. Kind of high. It's kind of high for his price point because he's not he's cheap, but he's not the cheapest. Right. But I mean, there's there's some values down here and the lower you go, people have already found these values. Obviously, like uh who what were we talking about? We were talking about um Robbie Anderson and Jameson Crowder earlier, where I know personally I think Darnold could have a really good day this week. 
I don't think he's going to be throwing a ton of bombs, but if he throws two completions to Robbie Anderson, that could be for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Sure. So, I mean, he's a value at such a low price and Crowder is too, but their ownership is like Robbie's at 17 Crowder's at like 15 and Crowder hasn't done anything without Darnold. I don't think he's going to get 17 targets again. So, I mean, I think that we're, I think we picked right with Bell. I think that's where the work actually goes. So, I kind, I, I mean, I don't really want to. I think DD can have a good day, but I don't necessarily trust it with the ownership because we already have two guys that are highly owned. I kind of, I, I know you will like it from a fan aspect of Preston we could, Williams. We could do Preston Williams or Hollywood Brown. Or Holly, not Hollywood, but Hollywood Higgins. Sorry. Yeah, the better Hollywood. Just no, it's, no, it's not. I know. <laughs> Preston Williams' ownership is actually 15%. Oh, no. But, yeah, he's, it's a lower ownership than Robbie for the same price. I Oh, that ownership's high, but I really think he has 80 yards and a touchdown this week. And for that price, I think we could get, like, Zeke. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I let's let's slide Preston Williams into the lineup really quick. And then seventy one hundred is what we would have left. That puts us in the Amari Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that range, sir. Me neither. Because it's it's too low to get Chubb and anyone else. Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. What if we didn't punt? Well, not punt. What I'm if we punt- didn't go for value as much here? And what if we went with like a middle-tier guy? Um, someone, I'm fine with that. Someone like... Um, so like a DD, which we have talked about. I, I think the middle-tier guys is Larry Fitzgerald, Will Fuller, Terry McLaurin, Diggs. Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, and then Dee Dee around there. Nicole Hardman maybe a shout, but because he doesn't get a ton of targets, I don't really love it. So, I mean. Is this Damian Williams at 5,700? It sure is. Um, man, yeah. what if we That's slide Damian into our lineup? At flex, Damian? Yeah. And then that well, gives, what does that give us? Because you obviously have done it first. <laughs> gives us fifty five hundred, which is uh, DJ Chark. Uh, DJ DJ's gonna get targeted. He, yes, but he's Lattimore had some catch all those balls. No, but he's had some like he had a bad matchup against Chris Harris, and he didn't have a good day. He had a bad matchup against Tennessee, and they had a pretty good day. But I just don't, I don't trust him, and because of that. Don't think we do, Damian Williams. I agree Honestly, I think he's too high for our flex, which sucks. What we if can't, we we can't really do exact middle for both positions? We we have to go yeah. under for one here. Yeah. So, what is Malcolm Brown's percent owned? It well, right now it's like one percent, but it's, it's because Gurley's. Gurley's still doubtful by game time if he by, ruled out. The, by the, the time this episode's out, 
it'll probably be about 15 percent and by game time it'll be about 20 yeah and i do know he was ruled out sometime this afternoon so it's gonna start shooting up now um okay i i think our options at the flex if we go a little bit cheaper it would be like matt Breda, Cortland sutton eek that's about it honestly (laughs) Because I think DJ is going to play at least most of the game. So I don't want to stick with Edmonds, who's already going to have a decent percentage with not a guaranteed workload. I mean, if we went really cheap, maybe Carlos Hyde or Adrian Peterson. But I just don't. I know you're not a fan of that play this week, and I'm not. So I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Oh, what about Tevin Coleman? I would rather play Brita. <laughs> if Sean was here, he'd say Colvin, but he sure would. Well, um, I I think we pick. Let's pick a receiver and go from there. Okay, let's do that. This is a I, tough week. That's for I sure. I say I say I say we go a little bit higher receiver and try and figure it out later. Fitz I, or Scary Terry or Diggs. Yes, I'm gonna. I have Diggs in other lineups. I don't care if we use him here, but the, I th- like I said on the podcast, it's either this week or he's a Patriot. I, I really don't see anything else. It's a great matchup, and if he's not getting targeted again, he's going to be in the GM's office talking to his agent. He's going to be pulling a Ramsey. And I, I, I don't think he's got that kind of personality. He doesn't want to do this, but he's not allowed to play his job. I mean, he's getting paid millions of dollars, and he wants to be one of the best receivers in the game. And they're and not is, letting him. He's talented enough to be. The only thing that scares me, man, is the entire season so far. Well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. And I, mean, I, I would be okay going forward for the hope because it should be a high-scoring game. But his ownership's going to be higher because of last week. What is Terry McLaren's ownership? It was like 13%, I think it was. I can't. We we checked a little bit ago. Yeah, we did. And what's Fitz? Fitz is at 12%. Okay. Diggs is at 4.5. I can't find my cord. <laughs> I'm scrolling too fast. He is at 7%. Sorry. See... Now the the difference between but those he has, three. He has Xavier Howard though. I know. I still think he does well. I think he's got a guaranteed five catches. And I think he gets in the end zone because Miami's just not good, man. Yeah. But if he doesn't get a a touchdown because he's jumped up into the six thousand range, it won't be a value. True. That's that's kind of my thing. Whereas Fitz, and it looks like Kirk's out again. He's. If we think Kyler's gonna have a good day, we have no one to pair with him. And yeah, let's, let's go Fitz. Yeah, I'm kind of at the point where if we don't go Fitz here, I think we switch from Kyler to Matt yeah, Ryan. I agree. <laughs> so if we go Fitz, we can put Brita or DD. DD. Which one, bud? I'll let uh, this. Brita. Brita. First, you sure? No. 
Man, that's tough because I really do think DD is going to have a pretty good day. But Breida's look like one of the top ten running backs in the entire league when he's been healthy this year. He all year. So, kind of a former reference. The Browns is kind of an anomaly because they tackled so poorly. Obviously, he had some really big holes. Don't get me wrong. He, and he played outstanding. So the best of his matchup so far to compare would be the Pittsburgh game because that defense had Fitzpatrick. They were full go. Mm-hmm. And he had 68 yards and two catches for 20 with a 10-point, almost 11-point performance. So I think his floor is 10 points, and if he gets a touchdown, so we're looking anywhere from 10 to 20. And the other option is DD, who has started to get his targets back. I mean, he had 11 last week, so I think his floor is about five targets. And five targets, so that's, what, about 40, 50 yards roughly. So that's a floor of nine. So we're about the same floor. If he gets another, I mean, it's we're literally we we're literally picking which one gets a touchdown here. I think it's Brita. Okay, let's lock it in. I he was he was Sean's star of the week, right? Or no, he's mine. He was yours. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh, that's what man. happens when you're on the third show of the week at midnight. That's how it goes <laughs> right there. Yes. Um. So our final lineup is Kyler oh, Murray, Lev Bell. Leonard Fournette, Cooper Cup, Michael Gallup, Larry Fitzgerald, Austin Hooper, Matt Breida, New York Jets. That is our best lineup yet, definitely. I think so. <laughs> I'm sure we screwed up somewhere. 100% guaranteed everyone's going to pop. Just kidding. Not going to guarantee that. Not going to guarantee it. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for us. Um, just once again, make sure you guys follow us at the cut FFL on Twitter, like, share, and subscribe on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify, overcast, anchor, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Randy, do you have anything else? No, I hope this is, uh, the week we make the money to cover our squad cast payments. And, uh, (laughs) other than that, I'm sure we messed up somewhere, but (laughs) I don't think so, man. I feel actually really good about this. I, I've, I've never been so confident in a lineup. The The only other change that there's a chance I would make is switching Brita for Malcolm Brown and switching a wide receiver, but I really like our lineup as it is. Yeah, yeah, and if we tinker too much, we mess up. I think the yep. history has definitely <laughs> shown that. That's why we tried to get a third guy on here so it wouldn't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know I mentioned on the Thursday show we might be having a special guest on tonight. That did not work out. Hoping to have yeah. him for next Saturday's episode. Maybe, yeah, we'll, we'll see when we can get him on. It's it's a scheduling thing. I mean, we we have started a schedule for this, and we're yeah. all used to it. Trying to add <laughs> someone in, and especially for this one, we record at midnight. So yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Um, but that'll do it for us. Uh, again, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. You guys go win some money. I know we are trying to. Uh, we oh, yeah. just for quick reference, I have five lineups out this week. I'm hoping to at least recover my my costs yeah. there. Yeah, I have four, and then this one on my account. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, just uh, listen to this Sunday morning. Get your lineups in. 
obviously if anyone's out or hurt switch but send us all flex questions we're ready we are always ready for flex questions um shoot us a dm or tweet at us i'm gonna be up right at game time for the the bucks game so please put them in your starting positions yeah yeah definitely all right well that'll do it thanks for joining us for episode 13 of the cut for randy hall i'm christian williams peace